Hello and welcome to another Optometry Views from Outside the Consulting Group podcast. And thanks as always to Topcon Healthcare, platinum sponsor of the association. So we'll just get started right away. Today we're going to look at something that has been the subject of a number of queries to me personally and to the AI office over the last little while. A question from a lot of members has been how come Coro are going to do an audit even though this has been such a tough year for practitioners with COVID-19 and its impact on practice. And the reply that I generally give people is the same reply all the time. This year of all years, it should be the easiest year ever to make sure you have your 30 credits for your CPD, particularly if you've been a practice owner and have had to deal with everything that that entails over the last year. But also for those of us who are actually employed as optometrists, this has been a year where we've had to adapt and change what we do. Now, if anybody looked at the recent video from Coru, one of the things you'll see in that video, they talk about the most important thing in CPD being its impact on your practice. Now, we tend to think of CPD as the old-fashioned model where you're looking at lectures, workshops, doing an exam, etc. The conventional system of CPD that we've been more familiar with, or CET, would be systems like the GOC and Docket in the UK, and the previous AOI system that was based around the idea of lectures, workshops, and planned CPD events. And these events are usually verified in advance and a number of credits applied. However, the system run by Coru is far more unstructured, and this is open to more planned and unplanned learning. And these are opportunistic things that occur during the year that will have a benefit to you as a person, as a practitioner, and to your practice, and by extension, to your patients, to your service users. I've had so many people say to me this year that they're too busy to do CPD, that they're too busy with all the things they're doing in the practice to get it right for COVID, that they're too busy to do CPD. They're thinking about lectures, they've got no time for workshops, they're too tired in the evening if they're dealing with PPE all day long to sit down and watch a lecture or read an article or do something like that. And it is unfair that this is the year that Coro decided to implement their audit process. However, we're not the only professions in the same boat, and two professions have had their audits in November 2020. One of the important things that Coro always stresses in terms of talking about CPD is that the whole point of CPD is to have an impact on your practice. And nothing has had a greater impact on practice this year than COVID and our response to it. Whether it be reviewing the guidelines that come out from the AOI or from other bodies, looking at information on the news, in newspapers, checking out the HSC website, and then trying to apply all that in terms of safety statements for your practice, and also then looking at the customer journey, or patient journey, or service user journey, depending on the nomenclature that you want to use. We have all had to revise how we do things in our practices and how we practice in our consulting room at several points throughout the year, from the original lockdown, from reopening in May last year, as the various levels applied, and back through the lockdowns again. So at several times this year, we've had to stand back from what we do and take a look at how do we deal with patients coming in our door? How do we assist service users to access our service? How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect our staff? How do we protect the service users, customers and patients? A number of times now I've spoken to practice owners who've been worried that they've been so busy doing things to run their practice that they've had no time to engage in CPD. And as I said earlier in this discussion, Quite often, the, when we talk to them, the problem seems to be that they haven't had time to sit down, do quizzes, 
or watch lectures because I haven't got time at evening time, which is a valid concern because this is a very, very busy time for a lot of people. So I'm just going to break down two separate examples here of a practice owner and a person who employs people to work on their practice and somebody else who's an employee and how something like the COVID crisis has affected us in terms of how we practice and how that applies to the whole CPD model. So let's take our practice owner first. And let's take the example of around the start of May, just before the first lockdown finished and when we were starting to open back up again. At that time, there was a rush to try and source proper PPE for the practice to make sure it was fit for purpose, to make sure that there was adequate spacing, ventilation. There was a lot of documentation that had to be done, training of staff, documenting of that, developing of safety statements and policies. All this information was available via the AOI and various other sources. There was a lot of paperwork to be done around this time and a lot of simple things like chasing down adequate stocks of PPE so that the practice could open safely, working about how many people could safely be in the building. And on top of that, there was the added stress of dealing with staff. Maybe some have been put on layoff, some are getting the pandemic payments. And there was a lot of paperwork around that and a lot of difficult decisions for practitioners and they had to decide how they were going to manage these things. All of this had an impact on your practice. And when we think about the practice, we tend to think about what we do in a consultant room. But it's how we deliver our service. And that is one of the reasons why Coro tend to use the term service user an awful lot of their documentation. We tend to think of those patients when we're in the consulting room, when they are sitting in our chair and we're examining the eye, they are patients. But when we're thinking about them in terms of their safety, when we're thinking about things like how can we protect them and others, they're service users. And much as I dislike the term in some ways, in this case, it is very, very appropriate. And as service users, they deserve our best. And it took a lot of work from practitioners to try and develop the systems to make sure that the, their service users were safe. And if you document that, even a few little paragraphs to explain what you did, when you did it, and what it resulted in. And something very, very simple like, I had to review a lot of documentation. You can list the documentation reviewed. I had to create a COVID screening form, for example. I had to create a training plan for my staff. I had to create a training plan for myself. And all of these things were what went into getting your practice ready for reopening. All of that had a direct impact on how your service was delivered, your practice. And therefore, all of that, all of that work, all of that time spent will qualify as CPD. Now, many, many practitioners put in many, many hours at that time. And because of the various different practices, it's impossible to put a tariff and say, opening a practice up was worth so many credits. But if you sit down and just have a think, and consider how much time did you spend developing all those things? That's how many hours of CPD you engaged in at that time. Now, some of my earlier podcasts have talked about how to record your CPD. So we're not going to go through that now. But what I will say to practitioners, and particularly those in practice who are practice owners, if you spent a lot of time around those, those things this year in getting your practice ready, even the time in sourcing PPE, Break down each of those things separately and claim CPD credit for that. For the employed optometrist at this time, perhaps you're working in practice and perhaps you're assisting your practice owner, your employer, your boss in developing these policies and developing these plans. If so, again, all of the time you spent discussing this, reading documents, reading policies, giving your feedback, this is time you could and should be claiming a CPD. 
and each again each person should look at how much time they spend and decide how many credits are applicable to them obviously if you're a practice owner this has a greater impact on you and you probably would have spent a lot more time but it will be appropriate for employed optometrists to claim CBD credit for those kind of things as well. There will be some employees who will not have been involved in these processes. They will not have had any power or any input into the decision making process. But even for the, these employees, they will have been sitting at home and trying to decide for themselves what level of risk is acceptable for them. They will have been looking at data they'll be looking at the information on the news they'll be looking at the policies that have come out from the HC and the AY alike and looking at these things and trying to determine when I go back to work what am I happy doing how far away from a patient must I stand how can I plan my routine what kind of things will I be able to do and not do what kind of things will be safe to defer what kind of things won't be safe to defer in terms of managing my patients and there was a lot of reflection from a lot of people around this time to try and determine how am I going to practice under the rigors of this pandemic. And all of this time that people would have spent, the discussions on WhatsApp groups, the discussions with friends, colleagues and family, all this reflection would have been unplanned learning and it would have helped you crystallize your decision. How am I going to practice if or when I go back to work? Again, this is something which can be claimed as credit. For everybody, the question becomes, how do I record my CPD? When it's a lecture or a workshop, it's very easy to put in my certificate of attendance. You have a certificate to say that you were there. You probably have some learning objectives from documentation, and it's quite easy. But when things are unplanned, whether it's discussions, whether it's the time you spent looking up stuff on the internet, whether it's the time you spent discussing things with friends, family and colleagues, this is not something that you have a certificate of completion for. There's nothing to document and say exactly how much time you spent. And in one way, this is open to abuse where people can claim credit for things that maybe necessarily haven't done. But Koru do believe that professional people are not going to lie. They do believe they're going to treat people like adults and that people are going to only claim credit for what they have actually done. And your way to prove this is in terms of your impact on practice. So you need to be able to at least demonstrate you know, if Koru do question your, your submission, how much time you spent and how much value you got from that and how much of it was new. And again, I suppose with the theme of this podcast being more about COVID, COVID is a novel disease, as we've heard so many times. So everything to do with our response to COVID is new. So as I have said to many, many people, all of the things we've done with COVID this year are definitely novel and new. And a lot of the stuff around infection prevention control may have been similar in the past, but it has a new slant in light of COVID. So this is a rich source of CPD for a lot of people. When you record your CPD, put in a date, an approximate date necessarily if it is discussions or if it was over a period of time, put in the time spent, roughly how long on each activity. So I would definitely recommend if you're looking at something like your response to COVID, breaking it down into different areas rather than having a global heading of COVID response and then claiming 10, 15 hours. So break it down in each different area. So reviewing policies might be one, writing policies may be another, the customer journey, the service user journey might be another, um, sourcing PP for your practice, preparing your practice, preparing yourself, the training that you did, and all of these things can be then put down as the, learn the learning outcome from these things and then the impact on your practice. 
and obviously the big impact on the practice has been developing a safe uh, journey of your service user through your practice and making sure that you meet all guidelines and standards that are in place at this time. Remember, bullet points are easier to follow for a reader and probably easier to write down for yourself as well. A big long essay where you spend a lot of time detailing every single step you took will probably take as long as doing the thing in the first place. And that is not what Cora were looking for. What they want to do is have a glance at your portfolio and know very, very quickly what you did, why you did it, and what result it had, what benefit it had to your practice. So bullet points are your friend here. And somebody said to me recently that if they spent all the time that it was necessary to write down everything they did, they would probably have to spend many, many, many hours. Exactly. You don't need to put down every step you took. Just the main overarching guidelines or the main overarching uh, principles behind what you did and put that down in bullet points. And that's the best way to record this for yourself and for your portfolio. And please remember, if you do write this down, this hard copy, put it on the AOI members area. That's one of the best ways to store your CPD, to archive it. And if you do need to generate a portfolio for Coral when audit comes, it can be done for you at the touch of a button. So please record this using the online form. It is definitely the easiest way to do it. You can go back in and edit a, uh, an entry at any stage. What you put down is not the final answer. You can go back and change it if needs be. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you very much.